Hello, everybody. I know you guys have been really patient with me over these last few weeks, months. Well, no, just a couple of weeks because I've been trying out new stuff. You guys have been very open and honest on if you like the short format. I thought you would. I thought you would like it, but clearly y'all want to hear from me for the whole 38, 42 minutes. That's fine because Miss Naja ain't going nowhere. Today is super extra, extra special. I have an amazing human being who has been literally has, who has become my person. I realized that I haven't done a great job of introducing you guys to her. She knows you all very, very well, but y'all don't know her. And that's Miss Naja's fault. So up next, right after this dance break, I have my operations manager, my head gal in charge, Miss B. Chat. I know I'm crazy. Listen, let me tell you about Brittany. And she has this whole super long bio, but let me just tell you, I'm not even going to read that. That's on the link if you want to know about her. She is, she's a stepmother. She's a custodial stepmother. She's a military wife. She's everything DISC certified, which we're going to talk about, which is extremely important. She runs basically all of my businesses. She is my lead coach over here at the Naja Hall Coaching Agency. What about for, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm doing this off the cuff. But she's also become a person that I know and trust and that I would trust with you guys. And so, Brittany, unmute me, unmute your mic and come on on here. So, Brittany, how are you today? How the heck are you and where are you in the world? Hello, darling. Good morning. Greetings. Good morrow. From, from the sunshine state of Florida that is Ooh. not giving what it's supposed to be giving. It's ugly Florida's, outside. Is it? gosh is it so you know I was almost about to at least you and I can't stand when people you'll tell people like how you're feeling in the moment because I was about to be like well at least that's not a foot of snow on the ground like it is here in New York (laughs) but that's not your experience your experience is I'm used to sun every day and I don't like this see we're learning already it does rain a lot here, but it's it's chilly and rainy. We have mid fifties yes. overcast and rain. Oh gosh! Oh god! So, Brittany, you and I became acquainted because you first started out as a person that connected to me on social media, yes. and then we started following each other. And you guys know how it is when you build these organic online relationships. Like you see a person, they like your content, they follow you. And you're like, let me go check them out. And then you start following them back. And then you exchange likes. And then you exchange DMs. And you start engaging with one another. And you're like, dang, do we want to take this thing in real life? Like, are we ready? Are we ready to take the next step? We were ready. We were ready. (laughs) We were ready. And so one day I became super overwhelmed with the solopreneur aspect of it. Because you guys know, we have the podcast. We have the books. We have full coaching for entire families. We have the social media aspect. And it was, I became so overwhelmed one day. And I was like, God, I I literally, I said, God, this is exactly what I said. I was like, God, if you could just, like, I need another me. I just need somebody with my same attitude that knows the words that I would say. Because I was like, I'm ready for growth, but 
I'm in a position, you've put me, you know, for those of you that practice a particular faith, if you don't talk to God, then just replace God with whatever you call him, her, or they. Um, But I was just like, God, if you could just bring me a person. And so I made like a social media stories rant. I made a rant in the stories. I was like, I need help. Somebody come help me. And uh, people sent me their resumes and Brittany B, I'm going to B or Brittany. Whichever. uh, Okay. Whichever, whichever. (laughs) She was like, hey, so um, like, who did this posting apply to? And okay, let me tell you guys this. And I don't know if she believes me or not, but I said it on that day. I was like, girl, I was literally thinking about you when I posted this, but I didn't want to be insulting and ask you to do this because it's not like I have, you know, full-time job offer. It's not, you know, we're going to grow together. It's not like I can pay you tons of money right now. Um, but I'm, you know, pay you what you worth, what you're worth, obviously. I was like, but I didn't want to be insulting. I didn't know if this was beneath you, but you were literally the person that I had in mind, just on the way that she posted, the way that she interacted and the conversations that we had had. And she was like, I mean, I'm available. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm just surprised you remember this conversation like it was yesterday. <laughs> because it was, it was pivotal for me because I learned that like, why couldn't I just come to you and say, hey, Brittany, I I did think it would have been, you know, I knew that I knew your qualifications and I knew that some of the stuff that I needed help with were well below your qualifications. But then I also know that I do stuff that's well below my qualifications too, you know, but in order to make the business run, it's got to be done. So it taught me a lesson. It was like, Naja, ask for these connections, ask for the help, ask for the relationships. And just to realize that you were in the same place. Oh my God. And then you and I have gotten to know each other in real life. Mm -hmm. Um, Me and Brittany have gotten to hang out in real life. She's come to New York to celebrate uh, my birthday with me. And I'm going to Florida. Like we, our families, our husbands know each other. And so I've come to understand her work ethic her extreme emotional intelligence. I mean, heck y'all, Brittany has talked me off the ledge more times than I care to mention. Um, Also her knowledge in helping other people. And so we're going to talk about a whole bunch today, but this is my, you know, um, this is just kind of me introducing why she's so important and why she's become so important to to what it is that I do and then how that's going to be advantageous to you guys. So Brittany, kind of give us your backstory give us give us like the 45 no the minute version of who the heck you are and all that jazz well (laughs) I like to tell people that I went to sleep a single dating not quite exclusive yet woman and woke up the next day as an exclusive no longer single Mom of three. It happened all at the same time. It was really fast. (laughs) I was terrified um, because as you know, I am very particular about my craft and the way that I do things and everything that I lay hands on is a craft, whether it's mothering, working, cooking, all the things. So I was scared as hell, but I was like, you know what? This man is like giving everything that he needs to be giving. And, you know, he, he came to me with three kids and I mean, I want to say the rest is history, but it's not because it's definitely still going, but 
we had a preteen, a teen, and a toddler, a toddler who, according to him, did not go in, did not go to anyone. She didn't really do people. I'm like, I wonder where she got that from. Um, but she was all about me. So here we are several years later. Who was she when, when you met the youngest, how old was she? She was 17 months. She was a baby. So then how did you come to, how did you come to become a custodial stepmom? Um, right. So the older two, um, well, let me back up. My now husband had and has custody of, of all of them. Um, at this juncture, uh, the oldest is with her mom. Uh, our middle is away at college and the youngest is, is here. Uh, so he had custody of all three of them, um, two due to divorce and the youngest, unfortunately, um, due to death. Mm. Mm. Ooh. You know, I, um, I was thinking about allyship, right? And I, I found myself, and I realize now maybe it sounds like gloating. I found myself saying a couple of times, like, damn, man, I do not envy custodial stepmoms <laughs> because I see you guys' role as one that's not necessarily wanted mm-hmm. by a woman or a person that identifies in the, in the feminine role. It's not something that we seek out. I see the comfort that us non-custodial people have. <clears throat> I also don't even know if I could handle the immense responsibility of parenting and being the maternal figure to a child whose mother is deceased and mm-hmm. another who has a living mother, regardless if it's conflict or not. And mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, I've said it and I was like, does that sound like asshole-ish? Does it sound gloaty? <laughs> like, girl, I do not envy you. Oh, um, I don't think it does. Uh, You know, for the vast majority of my life, anytime I ever thought about dating marriage, involving myself with a man with children was never on on my menu. It was it was never, ever (laughs) part of the plan. Uh, I was one hundred and fifty million percent against it. But there was just something about this man. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the way that he interacted with the kids. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, definitely the the youngest. I don't, I don't know what it was. But I, I literally had a, an internal struggle with myself. Like, why would you ever want to do this? But, but you want to do it though. <laughs> so yeah. it was really, it was a really not a difficult decision to make, but I really, I really fought with myself to understand why I was gravitating to this man so much. And it did not come without struggle. It did not. Well, so what was the struggle then? Like, what was the, I don't know, the pulling teeth part of it? Uh, for me, um, I, I know me, I, I'm an empath. I'm a lover. I'm a giver. I'm a fixer. And, you know, I always kind of walked around on eggshells, especially with, with the teenagers, because everything they've ever depicted about blended families and stepmotherhood has been horrible. Like even the other day we watched Stepfather or some movie or the other. And I'm like, you know, this is pretty bad, 
but I still don't think it compares to how bad they make us look. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you talking about that Adam Sandler movie where the little boy was a devil? No. Or am I thinking about the wrong? This oh. is like a, this is another movie. I think they had like it, I think it's a a series. They had maybe like three different versions of it or three back to back renditions of it. And it's this oh. guy. He basically goes from town to town and he changes his name and his identity, trying to create the like perfect blended family. And then when what it doesn't work, the... he kills everybody. <laughs> okay, wow! 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 Okay! Wow! That that went off the deep end. Okay, so. <laughs> So you found yourself in this ready-made situation and you still yes. had to do the military wife. You're still custodial. You're still dealing with your own feelings. Yes. Um, the ones that come along with joining a family that's literally already here and you're the new guy. And yes. so shifting gears a little bit, because I want to speak professionally and how this kind of juxtaposes what you do here at the agency mm-hmm. and then what you're learning in real life, because you have something to bring to it. Like you, you coach and guys, Brittany is really good. She coaches, um, families, couples, individuals. Um, basically she and I decide based on the case, who she's more suited for and who I'm more suited for. And that's kind of the way it's worked out. She has this certification that I don't have, that I don't have the desire to have. Um, but that's why you find a good team of people that can do things that you can't do. Aha, uh-huh, that's the secret. So Brittany, you have this everything disc certification. And I remember she got it. You know, she was like working on it. She's working so hard. And she made me take this long ass survey. And I was <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to do it too. <laughs> I'm going to do it. And she, when they talk about the everything disc and how it relates to helping individuals, especially the people that come to us. Sure, sure. So everything disc, uh, there's a couple of renditions out there, but what it really boils down to is emotional quotient. So when you think about how people think, how they act, uh, really what makes them tick, a lot of it boils down to emotions and how those emotions manifest. So for me, myself, I like to use myself as an example because nobody likes to be talked about. Uh, My particular disc style is D and that's for um, dominance. I'm direct, I'm results driven, um, I'm action oriented. Show Show me the mark and I'm gonna get to it. And so for someone with my style, you know, we may come across as as crass, as um, matter of fact, a lot of times people think we're harsh and, and it's really because, you know, we're, we're after the goal, our eyes are on the prize and, and people like us can have tunnel vision a lot. But when you are navigating spaces in a blended family or even just in your, your marriage or your, your relationship, people have different styles. A lot of times you see everything disc um, used in a workplace but it really can be used in interpersonal relationships to help you identify and develop those skills. So even if I'm, since I'm a D with, with dominant, you know, my spouse could be um, an S, uh, you know, he may like um, stability. And because of that- Hey, Brittany, what uh, are all the letters? Oh, yes, yes. D uh, for dominant. Um, I for influence S, uh, I would say, you know, more of steadfastness, stability, um, and C for conscientious, conscientious, whoo, mouthful. So 
just because one person is one style doesn't mean that they don't have the ability to embody the characteristics of another style. It just means that it may take them a little bit more work. And a great example of that is, you know, even in my home, when we are problem solving or trying to come up with a plan, I know my husband, he likes to talk things out and he likes to repeat and he's very conscientious of the way that he is explaining what's going on. And me and I'm like, all right, all right, all right, got it five minutes ago. What's the solution? So because of that, we both have to stretch a little bit to better communicate and have effective processes. And the same holds true for, for blended families, but you don't know what you don't know until you don't know it. And oftentimes we find it out a little bit too late, but you can't recover. Does your partner share kids with a loony? Are your stepkids driving you up a wall? Is your partner failing miserably at setting boundaries? Well, VIP Stepmom is where you need to be. We're an exclusive private community just for stepmoms, and we'd love for you to join our tribe. Each month, our members enjoy private conversations, podcasts, expert workshops, a subscription to Stepmom Magazine, and monthly live Zoom meetings. If you're ready to join a diverse community that is committed to making sure you live your best life, visit VIP Stepmom today. We'll save a seat for you. VIP, VIP, stepmoms, that's you and me. So then, if my style is, wait, what is my style? What's my letter? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> we got to look that up. Okay. Because if, if a person is conscientious, what is that? How, how is a conscientious person? How do you determine if they're conscientious? Yes. So there is... A, an adaptive assessment that's taken that based on the questions that are asked, uh, the answers- Is this a long ass thing you made yes, me take? Yes, so, the answers oh are scored and will give you basically what your, your disc style is. So a great okay. way to think about a conscientious person is someone who experiences paralysis by analysis. Oh, so, so they're an overthinker. Yes. Okay. Okay. And so if you're a conscientious, cause see, I think that conscientious has like a positive connotation. Like, Oh, I think about things. I'm compassionate, but no, that's like, dude, you're overthinking. You're kind of doing too much. Well, yes and no. So we need people that are conscientious because people like me who are always focused with their eyes on the prize, the conscientious person misses some of the blaring details that I may miss because I'm so focused on getting from point A to point B. Ah, so okay. it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, none of these are bad. All of the styles have their strengths and their weaknesses, but that's the beauty of learning how to stretch, uh, whether you're on the giving end or the receiving end, because we all have parts of each style in us. It's just a matter, a matter of which one is most dominant. Okay. And so when you're coming to a situation, because here lately, everybody, our work has started to expand, way expand. This is what I prayed for. I asked God to increase our territory. It's expanded beyond helping people in family systems. Now it's helping people in corporate systems, people involved in any kind of conflict, um, individuals that are in internal conflict. And so this could really apply to beyond the family system obviously right Brittany so what if a person came mm -hmm. to you they're an individual 
they're like, hey, and they're telling you about all these other people. Would the people in their life have to take the assessment in order for you to help them? Absolutely not. So here's the beauty of the assessment. Uh, it's one of those things where, you know, when you gain that knowledge from your specific style, you actually, when you get the report, you actually learn about the other styles and how their actions or their ways of thinking may actually make you feel. It, yeah. it, it's a really interesting formula and it's, it's actually helped me greatly, you know, when I've been in meetings that just, you know, I'm a fan of emails that replace meetings. Like I don't Man. like, <laughs> you're like, you know, do I, we have to read about this or could this have been sent in two sentences? Right. Yeah. But I also understand that there are people out there that have to have these meetings. They have mm -hmm. to talk them out. And, you know, they just, they just have to talk about it. And, yeah. you know, I'm the type of person that halfway through, I, I will probably be glazed over, but I make a conscious effort to stretch yeah. and to meet them where they are, because I know that's what they need to feel secure and effective. Okay. So that's amazing. So then um, let's talk about Britney's theories. Let's talk about your theories in helping with coaching, because I've, you know, in the beginning when I asked you, because guys, I asked Britney to come on as, hey, I need you to be basically me and so we can double you know the output and, and stuff like that and so I started to see that you showed a propensity for coaching human beings for talking mm -hmm. to people and I know with me if somebody was like nausea what are your theories and principles when it comes to coaching I, you know I mean I have some but this ain't about me so Brittany like what what are your theories and principles when it comes to, you know, coaching and a person is bringing you their, not a problem. Cause I'm not, I don't like using the word problem mm -hmm. using, they're bringing you their area of opportunity. Like, is there a certain approach that you take? Yes. Uh, I always like to start by really making sure that my coaching clients know that I'm a safe space. A lot of times when people are seeking coaching or guidance or even just a listening ear, depending on the severity of the situation, um, most oftentimes they've tried it on their own. And it doesn't mean that trying it on their own doesn't work, but help like coaching exists for a reason. So there's, there's nothing wrong with, with getting a little bit of help but at the same time, by making sure that clients know that I'm a safe space and that they have the room and the floor to be as open and candid that they want to be has been extremely helpful. A lot of times, you know, when we are suffering emotionally or, or even physically, it can really feel like things are just completely spiraling out of control. And if knowing that you have a safe space or having the permission to just lay it all on the table helps you regain some sense of control in the situation when everything else around you seems like it's just crashing and burning. I've found that that really helps to give both me and the client the best opportunity to work together on a solution. Because it's not me just providing solutions. Well, do this, do this. I would do that. It, it really boils down to having them 
be comfortable sharing and gaining the motivation to, to work towards that eventual solution. Okay. I like it. I like it. I think we all have our different styles, right? I use a pinch of psychotherapeutic, a pinch of old Southern Baptist. Maybe I'll throw in a sprinkle of a cuss word if I am, if the spirit so moves me. And then a lot of listening, a lot of empathy, compassion, and of course, the keen mm-hmm. education. Um, what's your mix? What's your like coaching stew consist of? My go-to is always motivational interviewing, to be honest, um, because we, we all have the capacity to work toward making that change. It's just a matter of, of having that extra bump, that extra push, because, you know, motivation is what it is, but there's a difference between intrinsic motivation, which comes from within and extrinsic motivation, which comes from outside, mostly for me. (laughs) So when we marry those two together through motivational interviewing, it really helps my clients to realize that, you know what, I really can do this. You know, I I love when they come into a session thinking that, you know, what am I going to do? Not that I love that they're in that state, but really the end result, (laughs) like that's what I'm getting at. Like, I love taking a client from, you know, not feeling their best to feeling like they can literally take over the world. And I, and I really have to thank motivational interviewing for that. See, I, I feel like the next question that I thought of when you were talking, it feels like I'm interviewing you for a job, but you already got the job. But this is so <laughs> cool because, I, you know, Brittany, you know how I love role play. And I see the light. Mm-hmm. I see this, the lighter side of life all the time, even because we talk about some very um, dark topics sometimes. Oh, yes. And we, you know, people aren't calling us because they're having an amazing day. They're not like, right. oh, Nausea, hey, bae. They, they ain't doing that. They're coming to us because they they found themselves in some sort of life conundrum mm-hmm. and they need help sifting through it to recenter and to find themselves and to, to understand what they need to discard and what they need to keep. And that's, that's the crux of our job. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be remiss if I didn't say I wanted to do like a little role play. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Step into my office. <laughs> right, right, right. So do a quick little role play. So let me see. I'm going to be, what's my problem going to be? Lord, what is my problem going to be? And I don't want it to be blended family related because we're getting, you know, a whole bunch of different stuff now. So what, I'm trying to think like, what could my issue be? Like, what could we role play on? Um, Okay. No, that's blended family related. Damn. Hmm. Okay, you know what? Let's just, I'm just gonna do a blended family related. Okay. okay. So I'm I'm gonna call you up. I'm gonna tell you my real quick problem and then I want you to redirect me. So hi B, how are you? I heard you were amazing. I heard you on Nasha's podcast. Hi, how are things going so today? Well, they're not good. I'm really pissed off because my husband um has three kids from a previous relationship and the two of them are really cool, but one of them presents a real problem. Me and my husband have an hours baby. And Mm -hmm. the one kid, the one older child, like never talks to our hours baby, doesn't engage, doesn't even seem to like his little brother. And Mm -hmm. it's frustrating to me. I don't trust this kid around my son. I don't feel like my husband is doing a good job to protect us. And I don't know what to do. I don't even want this kid in our house. Mm. That's what's going on. Okay. 
Well, it sounds like there's certainly a lot to unpack here. So let's start with some of the more basics. You mentioned that you're not exactly comfortable uh, with the older child being around your hours baby. No, tell, not at all. Tell me a little bit about how you've shared your concerns with your husband. And when you do that, let me know what you've told him that you need to feel secure. How have I shared my concerns? Well, I told him that I think his kid is kind of a little assholeish. And why would you not like what does this our little baby have to do with whatever issues that him you know him and his mother have come up with this teenager mm -hmm. why would you want to punish a child so i i mean i've told my husband like he needs to do something about it or he needs to talk to his kid and i forgot the other question okay so i think it's a good start that you've started having the conversations with your husband about your concerns um what specifically can he do to help you feel more secure with your stepchild? Well, I don't wanna put him in a position to have to choose between his new family and his previous family, but I mean, he could speak up. He could, he could speak up on behalf of me and our son. He could okay. maybe make sure his kid gets more involved, you know, like, why does he get to sit in the room all the time? Or he doesn't even engage with our son. And our son wants his big brother. He's always asking mm. about him. And he's old enough now to feel rejection. And that really makes me upset. If it makes me feel like my husband can't protect our baby and can't protect me. Mm -hmm. I understand. So what does speaking up look like for you? Is it, hey, kid, you know, get it together. <laughs> Or, you know, what, what, what does speaking up look like for you? And how do you envision that changing the dynamics of your house? It's so hard for me to have compassion on a teenager that would reject a toddler. So, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what speaking up would look like. I guess if I expect him to speak up and I don't know what that looks like, then I don't even know if he's actually doing it or not. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Saying something though, just making him be engaged. Okay. And maybe I'm not as engaged with my stepkid as I could be. Maybe, mm. you know, when I refer to, because I have dropped the ball and said your son, and I've said that in front of the kids. Mm -hmm. And I've said my son. And so maybe my stepson does feel like there's a separation and maybe he's not comfortable. I don't know. And I think I we're know. onto something there. And, and could it be that maybe, you know, based on the, the strained, I think we can call it strained, the strained relationship between you and your stepson and the lack of attachment that he could be fearful of getting attached to your hours, baby? Um, I can't say that I've been, you know, I, because whenever my stepson is around like his mother is super high conflict and so that kind of does mm -hmm. make me maybe not trust him as much because she said some things awful things about my baby like no mother mm -hmm. should talk about another mother's child and so when my stepson comes over I you know I don't know if he's listened to all this stuff that she said and so maybe I do kind of hover a little 
when mm-hmm. my stepson is there because I don't want him sending sending snapshots to his mom or mm-hmm. um, hurting hurting my child. So maybe I haven't stepped out of the way and let them form a, a, a brotherly bond. It's mm-hmm. just so hard though because like my stepson's mom is so nasty. Right. That I I I definitely understand. <laughs> uh, so let's try to come up with a plan. Let's see if we could come up with a plan that maybe all of you could feel comfortable with. What do you think it would look like if you and your husband and your stepson uh, went out for lunch or spent some time together so that he can get a better idea of, you know, how both of you feel about him collectively. And then maybe later on when he's a little bit more comfortable, incorporate your hours baby into the mix. Do you think that's something that could be doable for you guys I mean it's just hard because I don't really have a lot of help with child care like I don't even know where I would take like why do I have to leave out our our, my son like why can't he be a part of this well you're not necessarily leaving out your baby uh, because your baby is still there right now um, what I'm hearing is that there may be some apprehension Um, with your stepson uh, connecting to you and subsequently connecting to your hours baby. So if you work toward resolving that piece by piece, uh, you may decrease any feelings of being overwhelmed or or your stepson being overstimulated by such a drastic change. Oh, well, damn. Okay, Coach Brittany, yes! (laughs) Yes, because see, I can throw I can throw problems out for days. But you guys see what she did? She kept throwing solutions back at my ass. That you know, sounds like mm-hmm. you have a solution for every problem. That's good. Okay, Brittany. So you better go connect <laughs> with that boy. Yes, <laughs> gotta connect, gotta connect. And you know, I said I didn't want to use a blended family thing, but I think you know, it's just that's a, that's the crux of what I what we do. That's our first mm-hmm. love, and um, and to be yeah. honest with you, that's a perfect case that would be perfect for for multiple sessions. There's so much more that we could have unpacked with that oh, scenario. God, yes. So much more. There oh, is no God. way that could. So much more. So much yeah. more. That would definitely be more than one session because people like that. You know, I want to know. Maybe did you have a stepmother that made you feel isolated or did your father not protect you? Like people always have, there's mm-hmm. always an underlying reasons for why we do the things we do. And the people, I think we have such a, um, like my clients are very classy. You know, we have some classy people. We're classy. Already, we are classy. <laughs> exactly. You know, they're, they're, um, I feel like they're the upper echelon. Um, they're already open because if you're calling us to coach you then you are ready to be challenged mm-hmm. you are ready to be to be shown um a different another perspective mm-hmm. and so yeah i think we have like we're really lucky that we have like some very intelligent i'll call overall our clientele is extremely just very intelligent all just smart people people that challenge us and mm-hmm. grow us for sure okay so, Brittany, I just wanted you to just come on and say hey to everybody. Do you have any, like, words, like, words to offer people that are wondering who you are, where to find you, how to sit down with you, like, you know, any parting words? Yes, yes, yes. So, where to find me? You can find me virtually on any platform using the handle chat with B. 
Yes, very clever because I'm B chatting. B E E, by the way, guys, like a bumblebee. B E E. Yes. I'm on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and I can also be found at chatswithbee.com. And you can also find me through VIP Stepmom. You know, when you click the coaching button, you know, I'm there. Select me. You're on um, actually. You're on NajaHall.com, too. Well, you're on all oh. of them, but yeah, we're <laughs> sending everybody to, like, the main site, and that way they can choose the type of coaching that they want. Aha. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so you're on there, I'm too. Everywhere. Forgot to tell you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah. But parting words, I would say that, you know, I'm not really one for spoilers. I really hate when people spoil things to me. But spoiler alert, um, it will get better, uh, regardless of what direction you go in. Um, it, it will get better because you're the master of your fate. So as long as you're willing to do the work, you'll get the outcome that you're looking for. It may not come in the time that you're looking for, but you will get the outcome that you're looking for and the outcome that has been made for you. So that's all I got. I like that spoiler alert. I, I really like that because that's the truest, that's the truest shit you ever could have said, man. It gets better. Yeah. It really, it, man, because you and I have talked about some dark, Listen. desolate, hopeless times. And it's Look. like joy cometh in the morning. <laughs> the sun, the sun is going to shine and, yeah. You know, sometimes it's you just all about perspective. Yeah, it's all about perspective. Yes. You know, yes. we work yes. on this twenty-four hour clock, but that's not the only measure of time. It's not. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. All right, everybody. So um, this is Brittany. This is B Chapman. Let's give her a round of applause. Let's go to her pages and inundate her with love. And um, you guys have gotten to know her. And of course, she and I, she has a whole bunch of sessions. She has a whole bunch of talks that are available in the platform. Brittany has an amazing uh, conference that she's planning out and building out for us. And so I will see you guys Tuesday after next. Thank you so much. This has been I Know I'm Crazy with Naja Hall everywhere. Your favorite platform. Uh, podcast is streamed. I can't talk today. <laughs> I know I'm crazy. <laughs>